What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Cheston from the Cheston Podcast. All right, I know it's already that time of year. It's like the fall season. It's getting cold outside. I just can't believe Halloween is about to be here. I can't believe that 2022 is about to be over. We only have like two months to go. I think this is just so crazy, like how fast this year has gone. But anyways, um, here are the hot topics for the week of October 10th to the 16th. I know I'm a pop culture podcast, but I have to talk about North Korea releasing images of Kim Jong-un Jong overseeing a missile launch. Yes, they, North Korea, are doing missile launches probably as I'm speaking and you're listening. Trigger warning, okay? I'm not trying to scare anybody out there. I'm just trying to deliver what's going on. <laughs> Current news, okay? Um, but yes, North Korea says recent launches were tests of its tactical nuclear weapons to hit and wipe out potential South Korean and U.S. targets. Well, if that's not terrifying, okay, the more I hear world news, the more I feel like we're in the end of times. But I, um, but I like the to live in the now and not get lost in the what if. So fresh off the announcement of her headlining the 2023 Super Bowl, um, it's being reported that Rihanna is set to go on a stadium tour in 2023 also. Um, I've never been to a Rihanna concert, so I don't, I don't really know how to feel about this. I know a lot of people are excited, but I've never seen her live. And i don't, not trying to you know, diss her or anything like that. I think Rihanna's great. I love her music. I love everything. But she's just not somebody um, I would want to see live, if I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing against her. I will still listen to her new album when it comes out. I'm still excited for new music. I just, I don't know if I would see her live. I don't, I don't think Rihanna would give me what I want to see live, okay? Especially with Beyonce announcing that she's going to go on tour in 2023. That's like my number one. Number one on my list to see in 2023 is Beyonce. After that, I have my own little, you know, people I want to see. I'm going to keep that to myself. But number one is definitely Beyonce, okay, and I think it's crazy that Rihanna and Taylor Swift are going to be doing stadium tours in the same year. So this means like they're gonna like the times are gonna have to or the dates are gonna have to collide. Like I'm sure there's gonna be dates where you have to decide, you know, for those that do want to see, you know, um, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, or Beyonce, where you have to decide: Do I want to see, you know, Taylor Swift? Do I want to see Rihanna? I mean. You know, it's going to be hard for some people, but I know for me, I definitely want to see Beyonce. Like, I'm, that's who I'm I'm here for, for 2023. But moving on, she also announced, Rihanna, she also announced um, during this week that volume four of her popular Savage Fenty fashion show will premiere November 9th on Prime Video. I'm excited. I'm excited to see who she's going to have on this year. Um, it's it, like, it's always good. Like, the visually, it's stunning. Like, it's it's always awesome. I love it even when Rihanna does her little choreography scenes in it, and I hope she continues to do that. But I'm excited to see who she's going to have in it. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that she has Nicki, and Mon um, Nicki Minaj in it. We'll see. But like I said, fingers crossed. The Hollywood Reporter reports Super Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj was submitted to the rap categories at the Grammys but was moved to the pop categories by, by the committee, quote-unquote. Um, for all those out there, Super Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj is currently the number one song on the Billboard Hot rap, rap Songs, okay? The Rap Songs chart. So the song has no singing in it at all. 
might I add. And Nikki is rapping throughout the entire song. So there's no singing. She's, she's rapping throughout the entire song. So it is a rap song. So this is crazy to me. Okay. Now, the decision, it was overturned by the Recording Academy's rap committee. Um, they determined uh, it should compete for best pop solo performance instead of rap awards, which is crazy. But honestly, I'm over the Grammys. I'm just, I'm tired of them, you know? Every year they do something that shows obvious tampering within the voting system, okay? I honestly believe those awards are bought by record companies, if we're going to be completely honest. The voters are record company executives, artists, and whatever other occupation dealing with the music business, okay? But it's all rigged. I mean, um, like, I'm sure whatever record company is paying you, you know, or that you work for, whatever, you know, whatever record company is signing your check, you're going to vote, you know, for that record company. Like, you're going to vote you know, to put more spotlight and more shine on that record company to be like, oh, look how many artists we have over here at this record company that have won Grammys. That's what it's become. I don't know why, but that's what they're doing now. So, I mean, ugh, this is just so like upsetting. And, you know, as a Nicki Minaj fan, it's, it is upsetting. Like I'm tired of them doing this to her, but, um, but the more obvious reason is that this is only happening to Nicki Minaj. That's what's like just making it like even more obvious that they're being biased. Um, yes, uh, Nicki Minaj does have other songs that have been submitted for the rap categories, like including "Do You um, Do We Have a Problem?" Um, that's featured with Little Baby and Blick Blick. That's featured with Coily Ray, but that's not the point. Okay, Super Freaky Girl is a rap song and it belongs in rap categories, period. Obviously, it would win because, you know, it is the only solo female rap song to debut at number one this year in 2022, if we're going to keep it, you know, 100. And it's being beautiful, you know, and it's still beautifully charting in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 currently. So it's, it's a hit, like it's a certified hit. So it would make sense that, you know, this song would win if it, you know, was in the solo rap performance category. But um, this, you know, like I said before, this shows the, you know, obviously people on the rap committee are being, you know, biased against Nikki and they don't want her to win. So they moved it to the pap, you know, to the pop categories to have her compete with, you know, Grammy's Golden Child, a.k.a. Adele, which makes no sense. You know, we all know that if she competes, you know, competes in that category, she's going to lose in the pop category. I mean, we have to be completely honest. You know, there's like big, um, big acts like the song. First of all, the song back to what the main point is. The song is not a rap. I mean, I'm sorry. The song is not a pop song. It belongs in the rap category. OK, and there's no explanation. There's no statement that's been released by the Recording Academy explaining what makes Super Freaky Girl a pop song. You know, nothing at all. Um, the song samples, Rick, you know, Rick James's Super Freak, which MC Hammer also used for his hit song, You Can't Touch This. And he won the Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance in 1993. Once again, this is all pointing to Nicki Minaj is the talk, you know, she's the target. Like, for some reason, the Grammys are targeting her. The Recording Academy Rap Committee is targeting her, okay? 
Um, so Nikki, she decided to go on her Instagram live to voice how it's not fair that the song is being moved into pop categories, you know. Um, she has every right to speak up when she's, you know, passionate about what she does. You know, this is her life. Rap is her life. That's why she is the queen at, of what she's doing, you know. It, she, she loves it. This is her life. This is what she does. This is what she knows that she was born to do. So I get why she's speaking up. I get why she's speaking out, you know, against the Grammys because they do this to her all the time. So why not, you know, call them out on it? So she said, to keep it fair, the song Big Energy by Lotto should be moved also, you know? Both songs have the same producer, and I like to point out, Big Energy does have singing on the hook. That song has singing throughout it. And not even that, you know, um, Lotto herself previously tweeted that the song is a pop record. So, I mean, it has rap on it. I'm not even mad that it's in the rap category. I'm just mad that they only moved Nicki Minaj's song to the pop category because that song, Big Energy, is way more pop than Super Freaky Girl. Once again, there's no rapping. I mean, there's no singing in Super Freaky Girl. So Nicki, she went on to say that she's not taking nothing away from the song, you know, or dissing it. Um... She was just saying if, you know, we're being completely fair, the song should have also been moved to the pop categories. She even used Drake in the same example. Um, after the Instagram Live, she received a DM from Lotto. And that's where I want to stop, okay? Now, before I get into this part, you know, the, the, the messy part, um, I wanted to go over what actually happened. You know, I think a lot of people are losing sight of what this is all over, Okay. So the Recording Academy, the Grammys, out of nowhere and for no apparent reason and without explanation, moved Nicki Minaj's song, Super Freaky Girl, from being in rap categories to pop categories. And we still don't know why. They still haven't put out an explanation or some type of statement saying why. So obviously that's kind of shady. And it's, it's, it's looking, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. Like who's making these decisions and what makes that, and they're not even saying what makes that song a pop song. Okay. That's what people are losing sight of. It's about the Grammys being unfair to Nikki. Once again, that's what this is about. It's not about what I'm about to continue on to. Okay. But we're going to continue. All right. So for some reason, People are only posting the back and forth part, like I just said, and they're running with the Nick, you know, with that narrative that Nikki is hating, and this had no, it really had nothing to do with Lotto at all. It had nothing to do with her. So Nikki wasn't lying about anything she said on her live. She was just speaking the complete truth of what the situation is and how it's unfair, which anyone can see. Okay. I feel that moment was taken to be spun into some one-sided, non-existent beef, okay? I honestly do. Um, people will do anything to go viral and have their moment. And in this case, I think that's what Lotto did, if we're going to be completely honest. Um, yes, Nikki could have ignored the DM, but we all know that's not who she is. And I feel it to, to finally, like... I feel like it finally put an end to fans wanting a collab between her and, you know, Lotto. That's what I was trying to think of. It, it finally put an end to 
those fans wanting to see some type of collaboration between the two. Um, because I, I feel like Nikki, like she always does, you know, she was exposing a, you know, a behind the scenes moment. She was like showing what's really going on um, when it's just DMs, text messages and phone calls. You know, all the things we don't know and we don't see. You know, I think she was exposing, you know, like, well, let me show you what, what you know, what it, what it really is. <laughs> Especially in a time where I'm not even dissing nobody or I'm not even coming at nobody like that. You know, it's just crazy. And then, you know, I want to remind people that any female rapper that came out after, let's say, 2016 is not Nicki's peer. That's like period. They're not on the same level. So to see these new girls do so is cringeworthy. It's so cringeworthy because it's like you have to work to get to that. You're not that you you're not on that level just fresh out the gate. You have to work to get to that level. Okay? A lot of these girls, you know, majority of them are signed to 360 deals, okay? Nicki Minaj is not signed to one. That's because she's never signed one, okay? Anyways, the DM read, I agree with you. However, because where we left off, I own, I own, that's I-O-N, think you need to bring my name slash song up to prove your point. So Nikki, she posts the DM and calls Lotto a Karen, and she points out Lotto always mentions her name in hundreds of interviews, but today she wants to be silent, then speak up. For her so-called biggest inspiration. I don't know if you guys have seen Lotto's interviews from the beginning to now. She's always talking about how Nicki Minaj is an inspiration. How she stood in line. Da 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 da. And then I guess on this day she decides to DM Nicki Minaj saying I don't, I don't think you should bring up my name <laughs> and my song in your, you know, your argument about how the Grammys are not treating you fair. This is so crazy to me. Okay. That, to me, is a red flag. I want people, I hope people are paying attention. That is definitely like a, okay. So you've never really liked Nicki Minaj, if, if this is how you're going to, you know, if this is what you're going to send her in the DM. But moving on, okay. Lotto claims Nicki has been subtweeting her, and her bringing up her song on live seemed malicious. This is what she's saying. So... You know, Nikki saying that's not true because Nikki was not trashing the song. She never was trashing the song on the live. Um, she said herself she's not taking anything away from the song. And she shouted out all rappers, including male and female. So she was just showing nothing but love on the live. She was just stating her issue with the Recording Academy, with the Grammys. That's what it was about. It wasn't about trashing anybody else's song, dissing anybody else's song. But um, Lotto, she then goes on saying Nikki has been subtweeting her since March and then proceeds to say, you're literally older than my mom trying to be a bully. Well, Nikki responded saying, all this time I thought you was at least 35. Now Lotto deserved that one, if we're going to be honest, okay? I feel like a lot of Gen Z girls today, they, you know, they age shame and they need to stop age shaming because half the time a lot of you girls are looking a lot older than these millennial girls. Just saying, if we're going to keep it honest, okay? Lotto, she looks older than her actual age, which is about 23, 24. She definitely looks older than that. 
Lotto looks like she's in her 30s. <laughs> no no shade. I'm just keeping it real with you. Now, Lotto, she, desi- um, she decides to post one of Nikki's recent tweets regarding duds on TikTok. That tweet had nothing to do with her. Then she creates the hashtag 40-year-old bully. Nikki herself said that, you know, that the tweet that she retweeted, the recent one, she even said herself that that tweet was about an actual person that was on TikTok. It had nothing to do with her. And says Lotto is just mad because she sent her two songs that she declined features on. Like, Nikki heard the songs and was like, I don't want to do these songs. So Nikki continues and she tells her, you know, she shouldn't age shame when she looks like she's pushing 40 her damn self, which is the, the truth. And she says she's just mad that, she, you know, she's a flop, that she flopped. Now, okay, this is the thing. Now, if we're going to break it down, if we're really going to break it down, Lotto's last album, 777, it debuted at number 15 on the Billboard Hot 200 album chart, okay? And it only sold 24,000 copies in the first week. Like, that's how many copies it sold. And that's her second album. Not her debut album. That's her second album. And it's selling 24,000 copies in the first week. Okay. And to keep it on track, she only has one top 10 hit um, since she's been out with Big Energy, which only reached the number three spot on the Hot 100. And to date, that is her last song on the Hot 100, her, the Billboard Hot 100. I know she recently just released a song called It's Giving. That song's not on the Hot 100. Just if we're going to keep it real. Okay. So Lotto, she continues posting tweets that have nothing to do with her. Um, so she obviously stays on Nikki's timeline. I mean, she's like stalking her. And she also posted tweets from Stan Twitter, which is not reliable sources at all. I mean, that's has those are people thinking or coming up with um, just sick ways of like just just coming up with what they think Nicki Minaj is doing behind the scenes with when they don't know. We don't know. We're not with Nicki Minaj. We're not sitting next to her. We're not around her when she's on her phone. So nobody really knows. So she's just pretty much grabbing, you know, just grasping whatever she can find out of thin air. Okay. So she, um, she also posted, you know, she was putting, you know, um, posting tweets about Stan's uh, Twitter. So she had no solid proof that Nikki was subtweeting her, you know, conclusion. So Nikki shared more DMs, including Lotto asking her to be on the remix of Big Energy before Mariah Carey. Okay. Um, Lotto, she goes on to claim that the last time she spoke to Nikki, Nikki told her she's not flourishing and no one cares about her little song, It's Giving, the song that just came out. Now, she calls Nikki a super freaky grandma and is married and related to fucking rapist, my idol turned rival, okay? Now, all I have to say about this is, hold up. If she's married to and related to all of that, what you just said, what you're taking shots at, then why are you asking for a feature? Why are we, Why are you liking posts of Nikki and her husband up until this point? Like it's not making sense at all. It's not. It's not like the two are not coming together. Like it's. 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 You know. It's just. It's coming off real snakeish, real fake. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, why would you want a future with someone that is married to and related to rapists? Okay. 
And I guess she forgot Kodak Black's situation when he pled guilty and she still did a song with him. And he recently dissed her publicly and called her a mutt and she was quiet about that. So this seems all planned, calculated even. And she has the nerve to say, my idol turned rival. Let me remind you, you are not peers, honey, okay? Nikki can't be your rival when your second album is selling 24,000 copies in the first week, okay? Nikki's Queen Radio compilation that she just released this year, it sold 32,000 copies in the first week, and it's still currently the highest charting female rap album on the Billboard Hot 100, well, the Billboard, sorry, the Billboard Hot 200 albums chart, okay? Right. So, they continue to go back and forth on social media, you know, just, you know, throwing little shots or whatever. And then Lotto, she decided to post screen recordings of, you know, the phone call, the actual phone call between her and Nikki, where Lotto, con she contradicts herself, okay? Nikki never says she isn't flourishing and no one cares about her song it's giving. Okay, Lotto, she really made herself look slow, especially with the recorded phone call. So let me go ahead and pull that up right now. I wanted you guys to get a piece of that. So here is, here is the first part of the call. Here we go. Okay, so like Nikki said on the phone call, she is misinformed. It was not Nikki, just her by herself. That's incorrect. She's free, like she's downplaying Iggy Azalea. She's downplaying Young M.A. She's downplaying Dej Lowe. She's downplaying, there's so many female rappers. Yes, they might have not um, had the longevity to now like 
Nicki Minaj, but they did have some success. They did chart. They did have, you know, they did like she's downplaying other female rappers. And I think that's what Nicki's point is. You're misinformed. It was not just me. There were are other, you know, there were other female rappers you need to give thanks to before me. Okay. And you could just hear Lotto. She obviously, clearly she don't know what she's talking about. She's trying to get Nikki to admit to saying something that she's never said. And she gets frustrated and starts screaming because Nikki's not agreeing or going along with, or being, co you know, not being coached on what she allegedly said or repeating what she saying that she allegedly said. Nikki's a very smart woman. She's a smart cookie. But let me go ahead and play you the other, the second part of this call. So let me go to the second part. Here you go. I never said that you're no longer running shit. I said that there are other females flourishing. What is the problem with that? The hard way. You're going to have to learn the real world and the Well, I love you and I will, regardless, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to support you from the sidelines. I feel very, yes, from the sidelines because... I can't do it publicly when someone is literally subtweeting me for no reason, purposely trying to misinterpret what I'm saying. I, I respect you too much to go back and forth with you. So I, I appreciate you for getting on the phone with me. The song lyric was recorded last year, way before any of this. And I cannot. Yeah, you said because you just you just said I like to say it's given, though. It's given bar was nothing. It didn't have nothing to do with you. What's not going to benefit me? Let me go. I have to do a Zoom. I'll, I'll hit you back. Thank you. Okay. And like the boss she is, she ended the call. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, we're not going to do this. Like, don't don't play with me. And I loved it. But um, that was just a mess. It's like, literally, you posted these to try to prove something, but it didn't prove anything. It kind of backfired in your face, if you ask me. Um... But Nikki is a very smart woman, like I said before. Um, she even straight up told her on the call, you don't even know what you're trying to say, which obviously she didn't. Um, it sounded like Lotto was being coached or she was reading something. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it didn't sound authentic at all. It sounded planned, calculated. Like, she knew she was going to record this call to post it on social media. That's what it sounded like to me. Um... Lotto kept on trying to get her to say things that she never said, as you could hear from the call that I played. Um, what people need to understand is that Nikki survived a hate train, so people should not mess with her, like, period. Um, many have tried to sabotage her since 2016 to 2017, and she's still selling and charting to date. If anything, I think the drama helps her. Um, it, you know, it keeps her name in constant headlines. So it's just like an overdose on Nicki exposure. Like you, you constantly see her. Um, I find it funny whenever Nicki Minaj does something, every blogger and media platform wants to tear her apart. But a week or some weeks ago, a female rapper recording artist posted revenge porn against another female rapper and no one posted or spoke on it. People are being paid behind the scenes. Like, that's straight up payola, okay? Like, that's crazy to me. There's so many things that have been going on in, like, the last month as far as female rappers and female, you know, female rapper drama, female rap drama. 
that did not include Nicki Minaj, might I add, okay? Um, but I just find it funny that the same people that want, you know, to age same Nicki for defending herself are the same ones watching Housewives older than Nicki go back and forth every week on television, you know? Get serious, okay? Everyone has the right to defend themselves at any age, um, you know? I'm just looking forward to this album that's coming up. A lot of these girls have been trying Nikki. Like, they don't know that she will wrap them into a grave. I love it because I know she's going to come hard and it's going to be mind-blowing. <laughs> At the end of the day, the Grammys are wrong, they're crooked, and obviously have an agenda to go against Nicki, you know, Nicki Minaj. And what I want to point out for a lot of people that are like, oh, this is, you know, her MO, this is the usual, she's always beefing with somebody. Nicki Minaj has collaborated with, like, over nine female rappers this year alone. I think nine. Hold on. Let me count, just to make sure I'm clear. She let alone, she's, she's been collaborating with so many, like, not major female rappers and, you know, and giving them, you know, shine and helping them reach, you know, number one on the um, iTunes, you know, uh, chart, which is like a first for a lot of these girls. She's collaborated with Akbar, Bia, JT, Malibu Mitch, Katie Got Bands. This is all in the year of 2022. So you guys can dead this argument that she's not a girl's girl or she don't get along with females. Um, she also collaborated with uh, uh, Spice, Destera, Garcia, Patrice Roberts, Lady Lajour, Pat Pute, Dovey Magnum, Lisa Mercedes, and London Hill. Okay, so that let alone, let's see, what is that? Three... That was seven I just read right there. Seven plus the, what, five on the last collaboration? What was that, seven? Hold on. Wait, no, that's not. Yeah, seven plus five. So that's 12. She's collaborated with 12 female rappers this year. Well, no, and, and then if you include Blick Blick and... She's, like, honestly, Nicki Minaj, yeah, Blick Blick. okay. So yeah, if you include Blick Blick, so that's 13. 13, right? It doesn't matter. She's she's collaborated with the most female rappers for 2022. So I don't you you can dead that argument that she's um, you know, bitter or she's jealous of these new girls. You can't be jealous when you're number 1. <laughs> like so yeah. Who remembers that iconic photo of Paris Hilton, Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan in the front seat of Paris's car? Okay? Britney Spears posted on her Instagram this week, um, quote unquote, I swear I've never slapped anyone in my whole life. I would give anything to see what that feels like. Just saying. She continues, the first time I ever got slapped was the one night Paris and Lindsay dropped me off at my beach house with my babies. Kevin, Kevin Federline, left me at that point. So I had a small beach house and my mother was watching Jaden and Preston, her boys, okay? And then she continues, yes, I partied till like 4 a.m. and my mother was pissed. I walked in, she looked at me and slapped me so hard that I will never forget it. Okay? Now, mind you, Brittany and her attorney are still fighting for justice. She wants ans you know, answers and she wants, to, um, she wants people in jail. I know I really don't post or talk about her... For negative attention, not after what 
we know she's been through. Her and her attorney are currently trying to get financial records from TriStar Management. Oh, by the way, the same management company for Jennifer Lopez, the Kardashians, Travis Scott, and I can go on. But yes, they are currently requesting financial records and recordings from when the conservatorship started to when it ended. Brittany has made it clear she is done with her parents. I just thought it was crazy that that was the backstory to that iconic pop culture moment. You know, that photo of the three of them in front of Paris's front seat. Like, yeah, and, um, she, and you know, she's right that that was around the time that her and Kevin, you know, split up and she started partying with Paris Hilton. Um, at that time, those pictures, you know, at the time those pictures came out, like everybody was gagged. The gays were gagged. I was gagged. I just thought it was so cool to, you know, that to see famous people hang out together. You know, it was like watching a crossover episode of your favorite show or something, of your favorite TV shows or something. <laughs> um, and that, you know, and at that time, they were the Y2K it girls. So it definitely was a moment when it happened. OK, um, I'm really tired of talking about them at this point. I feel like every time he opens his mouth, it just gets worse. But Kanye West was a guest on the latest episode of Drink Champs and is talking crazy. He's alleging Kris Jenner and Drake have had relations. Just a whole bunch of nonsense. But the moment that, of course, offended me the most was his comments about George Floyd. All because of bullshit documentary, you know, all because of a bullshit documentary that Candace Owens released that he believes to be factual. Um, he's saying the cop's knee was not on George Floyd's, George Floyd's neck, um, but we all saw the footage. So, you know, this is just disgusting. It's wrong. Um, but to keep digging, you know, you know, Kanye, you know, I'm just saying, you know, Kanye, you know, he can keep digging because it's, it's only going to get worse for him. Um, you know, his Jewish and Holocaust um, comments, they have already, you know, they have J.P. Morgan asking him to find another bank because, you know, his comments go against their policy. So, like, it is affecting him. People are upset by the things he's saying. So I think he should just stop. He should just stop speaking. Um, people are saying Kim has washed her hands with him and she is not, you know, trying to step in to help him at all. Um I think she knows that she can't control him and I don't think Kanye listens to anyone, probably his children. But other than that, I don't think any adult Kanye listens to because I think he thinks he's smarter than everybody. And I think that's just his ego. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Floyd family, you know, came out and tried to sue him, you know, for his comments. And to be completely honest, Drink Champs is just as accountable for even airing this episode, you know. It was just irresponsible, completely irresponsible. Now, that was all the topics for this week. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure you follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be uploaded next Tuesday. Thank you. Peace!